Hello, welcome to the Friday Night Podcast for Friday, May 27th, 2022. A lot has happened this week. Yeah, well, I mean, really a lot. Um, The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is now in its final stages. It's the final day today, apparently, like they're, they're putting out their closing arguments. Um, I think the final verdict, can you tell I'm tired? (laughs) The final verdict, I believe, will happen, uh, I'm guessing on Monday or something like that, next week, probably, right? Over the weekend, I'm guessing that's when the, um, uh, whatchamacallit again, the, the jurors, right? The jury. I think that's when they'll uh, make a decision. Right? At least that's what I think is how I think it's going to happen. I don't know this for sure. Um, it's still going on. As you can hear, they're still talking. Oh, agreed. Completely agreed. Oh? Completely agreed. Well, well, good. I'm glad on the last day we finally have an agreement. Thank you, Wait, what were they talking about? Hold on. Why did that happen? That is one thing on which Ms. Pederhoff and we respectfully disagree. Agree. Completely agree. Completely agree. Alright, so, okay. Well, it's still going on. I mean, the... I really thought that I was gonna watch everything, but the fact that like in day twenty, on day twenty four, day twenty five, we're still going on with this, is just nuts to me. Like, and the fact that I also had uni, of course. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, it's just like you know what. It's really maybe not worth like spending seven hours a day <laughs> watching these, this trial because you know it's not like my ass is on the line. No, it's Johnny's ass, and I think his ass is gonna be just fine. So I hope so. Yeah, especially after what all that I've heard, like he really seems to be the good guy here, the good guy for sure. You know. Um, now, whether he did something... Now, apparently, if he has done something, like just one little thing, that means he automatically loses because this is a trial for defamation of character, right? And it's basically Johnny saying, I'm completely innocent. And if the jury believes that he did something, that means Johnny's already guilty from what I've understood, from what I've heard. But um, I think it's looking good for him, for Johnny. No matter what the result, what the final result will be, I think he's in a great. I think he's in a great place. I really do, and uh, I think he'll he'll be back in Hollywood. And you already know when he's back in Hollywood, he'll be the number one hottest movie star on the planet, and that's a guarantee right there. Absolutely. He'll be up there with Tom Cruise, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Tom Holland. Um, John Cena is actually slowly getting there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he's doing bits like he was in of course he was in the suicide squad he was in peacemaker both of them uh very popular uh john cena's done some other stuff as well i'm rooting for john cena man i i am rooting for john cena i like i, I like the guy uh for sure um it's amazing man so many like wrestler turned actors uh that are now making it big and making it super big yeah you know, i mean they're big guys like dwayne johnson's a big dude right uh, roman reigns apparently i believe he was also like in fast fast nine right uh i'm gonna have to like get fully caught up on the fast and furious movies even though i hate him at some point i'll review all of them and that, that's when you'll uh, hear my opinion on them, alright? Oh, there's of course very sad, very sad um, news with the whole Texas shooting. Um, the, the school shooting. Where a fucking 18 year old piece of shit psychopath uh, took his, what, AR-15? Um... To an elementary school. To an elementary school. That's right. Not a high school, not a college, university. An elementary school. Not that any of the other ones would be any better. But my days. First of all, that piece of shit killed his own... Like, he, he shot his own grandmother. I don't know whether she died. Um, but then he... Freaking... Went into the uh, went to the elementary school, was there for an hour until the police intercepted. It's nuts. This psychopath piece of shit was there for an hour, shooting up little kids, killed off nineteen little children, and two teachers. It's the it's just the saddest thing ever, man. It's, uh, that's like the, the type of stuff that really makes me not want to go to America. Because this shit is happening every single day. It's unbelievable. And I do not, for the life of me, understand what the fascination Americans have. What the fascination is that Americans have with guns. I, for the life of me, don't understand it. I have no idea what it is. Um, you know, America is supposed to be the super great country, right? A lot of you, like, in America call it the greatest country on earth. If it truly was the greatest country on earth, you guys wouldn't have this problem. You guys would not have psychopaths running around like crazy shooting up anybody, right? You guys wouldn't have that. If you guys were truly in the best country on the planet, you guys would actually feel safe everywhere. If it truly was the greatest country on the planet, there would be no crime. Look at Singapore. 
if if America truly was the greatest country on the planet, there would be no racism, no police brutality. If America truly was the greatest country in the world, there wouldn't be so many homeless people. If America truly was the greatest place on earth, there wouldn't be so much so many mental health problems going on over there. Please, let's stop pretending like America is the number one greatest country in the world. I'm not saying it's not a great country. That's not what I'm saying. It's a country with a rich history, but despite being in such a supposedly civilized age, there's still so many uh, uh, ridiculous amount of problems over there and like serious serious detrimental problems over there that have to be mastered um in my days the country really is divided um it, talk about the abortion thing you talk about freaking the carriage of firearms it's just nuts to me how americans and guns are over there like you literally Every every American is you know who's eligible to get a gun can just get a gun uh freaking so easily by the way it's so easy to get a gun if you as a U.S. citizen um and like guns are literally designed to kill not to threaten. No, they're designed to kill. That's literally the only thing that they're designed for, to kill. And for the life of me, I don't understand why anybody can just get a gun. I, I don't understand that kind of mentality, how that's supposed to be logical. And then also, oh yeah, but the Constitution, the Second Amendment, telling us that we can bear firearms everywhere we go. You know, that's our right as an, as Americans. It's like, uh, really? Like, that was to defend, that was for you guys to defend yourself, to defend yourselves against the British. The British are no longer a threat to you guys. Heck no. They're no threat to you. As a matter of fact, they're a close ally to the U.S., so what the heck is going on? Context matters. Alright? Secondly, it's also, I just want to point it out, it's very, um, it's kind of suspect how the constitution that people pick, right? That, that yeah, but the constitution says how that thing, right? was written while there were still slaves like for almost another 100 years there were slaves like black people were still slaves in america almost almost 100 years later after the constitution was written in uh, 1776 that is nuts. 
That is absolutely insane. And how you're picking that, like, could you not, like, release a more modern version of it? That is not so, well, yeah, conservative. Uh, I'm not talking about, like, liberal and conservative. I'm not, I'm not but conservative as in... Um, kind of cross does that make sense you know it's just bizarre uh i find it so strange um and after these things after shootings like these honestly i i would not feel comfortable sending my my kid to school and if i was in america no um, and it is sad, and yes, this is a flaw with the Republican Party. Not necessarily the party, but the Republican... Republicans, you know, the politicians over there. Um, the fact that they're taking all that money from the NRA, donations. And they were, that's why, you know, the NRA is basic, basically making guys like Ted Cruz, uh, Mitch McConnell. The NRA is making those Republicans their bitch. Because now, because the fact that they're constantly giving them money. And those Republicans that are getting that kind of money don't want to lose that kind of money. So they'll just keep on supporting the NRA is so fucked up, but that's just how it is. Uh, the fact that the NRA is such an institution that can that is allowed to do that, I don't know. It's just America's pathetic, um, crazy, nutty fascination with guns is that. It's a real concern, you know? Uh, uh, it just fills one overseas with such incredible sadness um, that these things are happening. I mean, literally, you're, you're, these are your children going to school. To school! And they're, get, they're getting killed. It, that is so... Just... Unbelievable. I don't really... I don't have anything else to say about it. It's, it's, it's a um, horrifying thing that happened. Um... I fear that nothing changes. How many more kids have to die for Republicans to finally bite the bullet, you know? It's literally 50 Republicans. I saw this one guy, um, was he like the CEO of the NBA? NBA Texas. Uh, gun shooting. Chris Carr, I believe was his name. Uh, Steve Carr, right, uh, with a very powerful speech, um, 
Yeah, that speech has been seen like millions and millions and millions of times around the world within just a couple of days. Uh, he gave a very, very powerful speech and he gave, gave us that number of 50 Republicans and... Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, but I, but I thought like, I should talk about it because this that was one of the major, major things that happened throughout this... Throughout this... The, the week, yeah. Um... Well, Floyd Mayweather, he fought again. Let me talk about that one quickly. I was nice seeing him. I gotta say, uh, it was very nice seeing him. He fought Don Moore in an exhibition in Abu Dhabi. And he looked good, Floyd. I gotta be honest, man. He's 45 years old, and I was actually impressed. Like, genuinely surprised. Um... I was genuinely, genuinely surprised how good he still looked. And he still had those sharp reflexes. He was throwing combinations, which I haven't seen from Floyd in a very long time. Now, again, this was an exhibition, and this was not like a top-tier contender. The guy that he was fighting was Floyd's former sparring partner, and he was, I believe, also in like his early 40s. He was an old guy who was also retired. Uh... So I, I get it, you know, so it wasn't like the toughest opponent, but like Floyd still looked incredibly sharp and he looked really good. Uh, and I was impressed with him and uh, we'll see what happens next. Like, will he fight somebody a little more competitive perhaps? Will he fight a guy like Amir Khan or who knows Jake Paul, right? That would be a good fight. Especially if Jake Paul is allowed to fight at his, um, at his weight. Yeah, especially if that, if he's allowed to do that, because we saw, and I know a lot of Mayweather fans, I am a Mayweather fan myself, but a lot of Mayweather fans, uh, kept telling like he was going easy on Logan. No, he wasn't. He wanted to knock Logan out. He did not want to get embarrassed uh, by not being uh, able to get a YouTuber out of there. He did not want to get embarrassed. And he knew that a lot of people would ridicule Floyd for not managing to get a YouTuber out of there. That was the whole shtick of it. And Floyd knows that. And it, wouldn't, it doesn't make any sense for Floyd to put up such a boring fight. Not being able to knock Logan out because that's what... A lot of people wanted to see. So that whole thing of, oh, Floyd carried him. No, no, he did not. Stop it. He did not carry Logan. Absolutely not. I'm not saying Floyd gave his 100%. No, I'm not saying that. Um, but Floyd was definitely trying to get Logan out of there. But he just couldn't. He couldn't. Why? Well, because Logan actually, um, he used his uh, reach very well, uh, and also he had a decent defense on him, so that like when Logan, uh, when Floyd was like reaching with a jab, Logan would pull back, because you know, 
Logan is a big dude. Floyd keeps out having having to punch upwards, which is gonna make him tired. Yes, uh, and he's gonna really have to stretch himself, Floyd, and he doesn't want to overly commit because otherwise he will get caught by Logan. So that was the first thing. Uh, secondly, Logan was constantly clinching, leaning, pu putting all his incredible weight uh, on Floyd. And because Logan is also a bigger guy, it was easier for Logan to just put all his weight on Floyd. So that's just the reason, man. That's why Floyd couldn't get Logan out of there. And if Floyd fought Jake, it would be a very different fight because Jake doesn't clinch as much. Jake would probably try to get uh, Floyd out of there. He, I don't think he would be... I don't think he would succeed. I mean, you would be crazy to say that that's the most likely thing to happen. I will say this, though. I do think there's a chance that the fight would be pretty competitive. I think it would be a pretty competitive fight because, like I said, Jake has been fighting for, what, like five... Five years now, roughly. Four or five years now. Um, that's a quite a bit of time, you know, and he's improved quite a bit, actually. And Jake, don't, let's not forget, he has the reach, height, and weight advantage on Floyd. So let's not, like, and, and also age. He's a lot younger than Floyd. Floyd is no, he's, he's not the same person that he wants was so let's just be like seriously reasonable here all right jake does have a legit chance do i think he would beat floyd no but i'm not saying it's impossible either it's not impossible it's a fight you get into a fight with somebody anything can happen yes even if you're facing a youtuber Mind you, that YouTuber has been fighting for quite, quite a few years and has been improving gradually. So, anyways, I don't want to talk about this that much more uh, further. Um, uh, what else did I want to talk about? Anything else that happened? Well, I went to see... Uh, this was pretty interesting. On um, Tuesday, I was thinking to myself, wait, I have, like, my Thursday is free. Um, oh, it's actually quite a bit of a scary thing that happened on Wednesday. So, basically, um, um, my mom and I uh, went to a concert, you know, uh, we and I drove there uh, wasn't wasn't a particularly long drive but I but I uh, got onto the autobahn right uh, I really wanted to drive on the autobahn <laughs> I'm a big big fan of it yeah it's it's beautiful it's actually the easiest road to drive on hands down yeah when you when you get to the like the smaller areas uh, where there's a lot of like narrow roads and cars parking parking on the streets. It's like really annoying when there's oncoming traffic and there's oncoming traffic all the freaking time. Like when you're driving through villages, right? 
So I, I really hate that. Um, that's why I think like wide roads where everything is sorted, you don't have like immediate oncoming traffic. That's why I pr love the autobahn so much because uh, it's very simple. Everyone's on your lane, on your like actual street or road is driving in the same direction and it's very sorted. If you're on the left, you overtake. You don't overtake anymore. You move over to the middle or to the right. You know, it's very simple. It's very, very simple. Uh, yes, sometimes people do make mistakes. But anyway, so there was, was quite a bit of a dangerous maneuver. Uh, I guess that happened. So basically, I had my GPS on my Google Maps, right? Uh, and I had it in English, right? But I put my phone down uh, on a car. Of course, I'm not going to use it while I'm driving, right? So I put it next to me. And I was listening to what she was saying the nav uh, uh the uh, gps uh, voice lady um then for some reason my mother turned the gps on her phone on with the sound on right and uh, so basically always at the same time hers in german by the way at the same time we would constantly hear both of them and it was just kind of annoying me as some parts i told her turn the voice off all right like pissing me off so she did I said then she looked at her phone and of course I was expecting her to still s tell me a couple of things because I wasn't able to look at the map what does she do she doesn't tell me anything and then I look at the, the phone over and it's like why are you not telling me to go right now I have to take the right and she's like I guess I can't believe that shit right so in a pretty dangerous move, I make it all onto the right. I'm driving 100 kilometers an hour. There's a turn coming up. I have to dr to drop down to 50 kilometers per hour. There's not that much that much road left, uh, and so I break. I break hard. And my days, the breaking distance was longer than I thought it would be. I was like kind of disappointed with the car, like it was supposed to. Yeah, like you're supposed to break quicker, like from 100 to 50. But anyways, so I was actually like, oh, shoot. So I was kind of get, you know, um, getting nervous there in the moment as I was breaking. Thankfully, I still made the turn. But that was quite a bit of a, uh, tr yeah, tricky moment uh, that was not so comfortable, let's just say that. Um so yeah, then I got mad at her, like, why did you not freaking tell me? Like, it's obvious on the map. And she said, well, you have your GPS voice on. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But still, like, I'm still, like, you're on the freaking passenger seat. I, I cannot see where I have to drive because we don't have anything to put the phone down on the car. Uh, so I can look at the map while I'm driving. So I expect you to help me out there whatever it all worked out fine i said to her afterwards the next time i'm gonna just keep on driving and take the next exit yeah because that was way too dangerous and that was way too uh, uh not in, within my comfort zone whatsoever um thankfully nothing happened though but yeah there was a that was quite a moment man i was pressing man freaking I don't know, like, I I would love to just take the car out 
on the uh, on a I have I have the hiccups right now on a racetrack right and just just kind of test it out right break and then try like turning while braking and see how hard I should brake like how does the car react when I brake in certain gears uh, does it break better then or whatever or how does a car just react while when I do certain things I would love to just do that but to be honest I don't think my mom would be too thrilled uh, especially not when I'm on a racetrack you know because then you, of course you're very tempted to drive very fast and quite frankly even though I have a lot of racing game experience I don't have any I don't have a lot of real life experience uh, with cars that's a fair point. On top of that, it's not my car, it's her car. Now, there's a couple of factors, <laughs> uh, you know, that are going against me in this in this instance. So, I guess maybe we're going to have to scrap the racetracks unless I get my, finally get myself my own car. Why do I say finally? For I just got myself my driver's license like six weeks ago. Give me a break, right? Uh... Yeah, like, what you mean, finally? What you mean, finally? What you mean, finally, bruv? Was it, was it maybe, a, like, a month ago, actually? I can't even remember anymore. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, yeah, so, but, we then got home, and I drove in the dark. I love driving when it's dark outside, man. It's so enjoyable. I love it. I really do. You know, drove back on the, the freaking uh, autobahn back home. And it's just so nice. You can see the lights. Lights, camera, action. You know, it's just awesome. Seeing the lights and... Um, it's more peaceful at night. You know? Yes, there's more of a danger of like a... An animal crossing the road. And then because of the lights of the car... That it might get hypnotized and and freeze, which is often what happens actually with an animal, where you have the your uh, lights on, and you're shining at the 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 animal. They often like freeze because they want want to know like what's what's up with that light coming towards me. They don't really understand it as a as a threat, right? Um. And it's just hypnotizing to them. So, yeah, uh, there's, um, so you gotta worry about that for sure. Uh, maybe you shouldn't like go crazy on the accelerator, especially not if there's a sign of possible animals hitting the roads, right? Um, yeah, so you gotta be, you gotta be on the, on the lookout there for sure. Uh, yeah. Reporter saves boy from drowning during broadcast. Oh, this was uploaded three weeks ago. Well, I gotta watch this after the podcast for sure. Reporter saves boy from drowning during broadcast. Check it out if you want. Um, yeah, well, anyways, but on Tuesday I decided to... Just go ahead and I was like, all right, I'm free on Thursday. Let me do something. Let me just 
freaking watch Top Gun Maverick. And I, to be honest, I wasn't too hyped about leaving the house. <laughs> As I rarely ever am, you know, I, I have to say I do truly enjoy. I truly enjoy staying at home. I, I really do. It's a very, you know, I guess, home, you know, the safest place is at home. That is, well, for one, that is true, but it's just nice. You know, leaning back on a seat. It's just the atmosphere. It's just, it's just nice. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You know, but I also really love driving, driving a car. You know, I'm a big, big fan of of cars in general. If you, if you can tell, uh, yeah. So I don't know, but but so I was thinking. Screw it, just, just, just buy the ticket. And then after I bought it, I was like, oh no, why did I buy it? I, I actually kind of want to stay home on Thursday, right? kind of want to stay home. But I was, you know, I was like, whatever, well, let me just go, alright? So I was kind of like, oh, I could have like freaking backed out of it, even though I had bought the ticket. Yeah, I could have still cancelled, and I would have got my money back, but still, I was like... Do yourself a favor, Jonas. I, I watched the film of the movie theater. So thinking that, Top Gun Maverick, on Thursday, what do I gotta do? Because I wanna review it on my channel, of course, on Thursday. So, um, logically thinking, I was like, I haven't reviewed the first film yet. On Tuesday, I thought that. So I was like, alright. Let me watch the first film. So I watched it on Netflix. And reviewed it. Which came out. And the review came out on Tuesday. And I was ready to go on Thursday. Went to Top Gun Maverick. First of all. The first Top Gun film. From 1986. I was so surprised. To see. Just how well it actually. Still holds up. It still holds up. It's still a fabulous film. A fantastic film, actually. And a lot better than people give it credit for. Like, I think it deserves... I think it's an underrated film. Because a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, it's a cool film, but it's hella cheesy and kind of just a meh film. I watched the film for, like, the third time now. You know, so I definitely... This was a repeat viewing. And I think this was probably the first time that I was that I actually like really fell in love with the film. And since I now also have it on record, which, you know, that's my review, uh, I can really just very comfortably say, you know what? I love the film. You know how it is when you sometimes watch a film and then you like so often when I watch B Batman begins, which is a film that I've like seen 10 times now, uh, Batman begins. When I think back, uh, to it, at it. When I think back of it, wait no. When I think back to the to freaking uh, Batman Begins, having seen it, I'm like, eh, it's all right, it's pretty good, but you know, whatever. But then every single time, every single time after I I'm done with Batman Begins, 
I'm like, dude, this film was really good. I really freaking enjoyed it. I loved it, right? Every single time. After directly after watching Batman Begins, I'm like, oh, this film's so good. And then as time passes by, every single time I kind of go like, yeah, it's kind of all right. It's all right, I guess. It's pretty good, but you know, it's not like the greatest thing ever. But then I watched it again. I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually really good. <laughs> like really good. Uh, quite fantastic so it's always that that thing for me but since i've now done an actual video review for top gun i have like something on record to tell me no Yunus, you do love it and you're gonna get yourself that film on blu-ray because you know what i watched top gun maverick i did my review and my freaking lord i loved it so much so so much and I couldn't, I, 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 I was so happy watching the film. I was so happy. Out of the three 2022 films that I've seen, which are The Batman, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and of course Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is the best film. Absolutely. Uh, now, I haven't seen some fa fan-favorite 2022 films, such as the fifth Scream film, though I hardly, though I highly doubt that it would uh, beat, heck, even Doctor Strange, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen everything, everywhere, all at once yet. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and that's a film that has been, let's just say, very critically uh, it's a very critically highly critically acclaimed film and uh yeah it looks decent it looks very nice actually but the, the show times are terrible i look it, it's in its second week in germany and the show times are garbage see that's why i hate like going to uh or hate looking at movie show times when whatever i am in germany which is I, i'm always in germany um yeah because first of all I, my number one requirement is that these movies have to be in english i will not settle for anything less because i do not want to experience an a largely much inferior product to what i would actually to what I could actually get instead, you know. And if I'm not gonna get the best version of the film, which is always the original version, in the movie theater, then I'll just wait until I can stream it or buy it or whatever, you know. It's just it's unacceptable to me to watch a film uh, that that is not in the original language. I just it's just so disrespectful to the actual creators who came up with this and the original artists who wrote the script in that language and the, the original performers and to just have some semi-talented people come in who are nowhere near on the level that these top dogs out there are and to just be like yeah we can do it we can do it no, you can't. You can't do it. You're not on that level, and it's not even close. So tr stop. Don't don't you even do it. I mean, sure. 
do your job. You're getting paid for it by all means. But I'm just saying as the audience, I just I just don't understand why you would want to put yourself through a much worse film. If you don't understand the original uh, language, at least that I understand. And if you don't want to read the subtitles, okay. But if you went to school, if you finished off school, if you have a basic understanding for, say, English, all right, because most people watch American films, Hollywood films, then by all means, watch them in English. But, you know, not everybody cares about um, movies as much as I do, I suppose. <laughs> Definitely not everybody. Heck, I don't know anybody personally who loves movies as much as I do. And that's a fact. Um, but, yeah... Yeah, I don't want to keep having the same rant over and over again. I've been through, I've gone through it plenty of times before. I don't want to keep having to repeat myself all the freaking time, you know? Uh, so yeah, Top Gun Maverick, I was just blown away by how great it was. And this is the one thing that I've realized when I, uh, when I watched all the Mission Impossible films like two years ago, you know, in 2020, I had, a let's just say, an amazing year in terms of watching all these movies. Um, the amazing thing for me was that I watched all the Mission Impossible films, and what, especially when I got to Mission Impossible 6 Fallout. That's when I really realized when seeing these wide shots of these mountains and also the these action scenes i was like i cannot watch the next mission impossible film on at home that's an absolute impossibility it's just not gonna happen i have to watch mission impossible 7 and 8 in the movie theater i have to do it i have to do it i have to watch them in the movie theater because I already regret not watching Mission Impossible 6 Fallout in the movie theater. Because watching it at home, I was just blown away. So, yeah, that's a regret of mine. Like, not watching Mission Impossible 6 Fallout, uh, of course in English, in the movie theater. Uh, my days. How epic that film is. Um... So I applied that same logic with Top Gun Maverick. I was like, all right, this is another Tom Cruise film. It's going to have plenty of great action in it. I heard great things about the film. And I was like, you know what? Fighter jets in the movie theater. There's just nothing like it. There is just nothing like seeing fighter jets inside a movie theater on the big screen. It's just the greatest feeling ever. The sound of it just... That's probably not how a plane sounds. I don't know. Maybe some planes do. You know, some planes that are a little sick. Uh, have a little bit of asthma. But... I... I just... I, I knew I just had to watch it in the, on, the big, on the big screen. I just had to watch it. And I'm so happy that I did. One of the, one of the best decisions of my life. Uh, it was such a pleasant experience I had in the movie theater. I was so happy. Um, yeah, I, I, I am 
that that was one of those instances watching that movie just made me realize how important movie theaters are and why we need them so much it's uh for one it's this beautifully um special experience that is n unlike any other you as an audience or you as a person or maybe within a group you go and watch a movie you have other people around you and you have a shared cinematic experience on a large screen with plenty of speakers around you uh and creating such an awesome atmosphere you have people crying in the movie theater you have people laughing in the movie theater you have people cheering in the movie theater um it's just the most it's one of the most enriching and fulfilling experiences one can have you know especially if it's at a bigger film you know, but it doesn't always have to be like one of the bigger films. It's it's just like when you get into a pretty packed theater, right? Now the the theater that I was in and the the you know the showtime that I went uh, uh, to watch the film on, by no means was a uh, you know like a it was not like a huge major like it was not a packed theater. It wasn't, absolutely not. Uh, we were like 25, 30 people maybe in it, yeah? Or 20, 25, something like that, 25 probably. Or was it 20? I don't know. I, I, I don't like want to pay attention too much looking backwards. It wasn't actually a small theater, um, uh, theater room. And uh, by the way, I was one of the four people... Uh, who stayed up, who who stayed seated throughout the entire credits. Because that's just what I do. That's right. I appreciate the art. And I just want to sit in that movie theater listening to the tune. Whatever they throw at me, I'm going I'm to listen to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain seated for a little longer. And just enjoy myself. Lean back. Enjoy myself. It's a fun thing to do. And uh, yeah, as people are leaving the theater, it's like, yeah, let them leave. I'm not in a hurry. Let me just relax here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish the film. It's okay. I'm, I'll finish it. I will. You know, that's why I prefer going out alone, actually, so much of the time. Because I know that kind of I'm going to get a little bit of pressure from the others if I don't go to them to, let's say, a more... If I don't go with them to, a, let's say, a Marvel movie, right? I'm going to have that, like, come on, there's not going to be anything else. It's just text anyways. Nobody cares about it. I'm going to have that type of shit. And I just don't want to take it. It's like I paid for the freaking 131, 135 minutes, you know? And I believe maybe even a little more because of that length. And that length. The credits are included within that length. So I also paid for the credits, right? Might have actually paid extra for the credits. So let me freaking enjoy it, right? But most importantly, a film is not done until it is actually done. So until all the credits have rolled. It's also very beautiful just looking 
and interesting how the like the, all the departments you know and you just kind of really appreciate seeing how many films have worked on a film how many sorry how many people have worked on a film it just really gives you a whole different kind of appreciation for 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 the movie industry how many jobs uh are created how many people have jobs thanks to the movie industry and it's of course not just the actors uh but it's it's so many people like even though you only really see the actors on screen you have the prop guys you have makeup artists you have costume designers you have visual effects artists and you will never see them most likely yeah, the director, the cinematographer, the writers, and the, um, the producers. Of, oh my days, how many producers, right? <laughs> um, all, all, all the other execs out there. There's just so many people involved, you know. You got just like people who have a little bit of a cameo experience, who want to be an extra in that film. That's also something. That's also people playing a part in that film right uh, so it's really so many people involved like i believe in top gun from top gun maverick it said something like ten thousand people or thirteen thousand people that worked on a film that's a lot of people that's a heck of a lot of people for sure so like i said it's, it just gives you this whole different whole new appreciation for the medium of film and like and just being in the movie theater alongside other people around you who who are all watching the same at the exact same time so you're actually getting a pretty good feel for how other people uh, per, are perceiving the film do they laugh while you're laughing do they laugh when you're not laughing right um what's like are, are there certain moments when you can hear them cry or you know kind of do this right and then i don't want to freaking um blow my nose because that would be very um unnecessary uh yeah so it's just and there's really nothing like it i mean going to a play maybe um like broadway for instance yeah yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's probably the thing that comes closest to a movie theater. Some people prefer plays over movies. I prefer movies. Movies are, generally speaking, my most preferred medium out there. Uh, but, of course, to each their own, you know, or each to their own. To each their own. To each their own. Um, or each to their own. No, to each their own. To each to their own. I'm sorry. I, I constantly have these kind of like mental battles with myself. Like, well, because, you know, I'm a, I guess I would consider myself a perfectionist. So I always try to like literally always like do it right. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just part of the thing of being a perfectionist. Man, I haven't told you guys about this. Uh, there's not really much to tell. There's just this really beautiful girl that I saw like two weeks ago. And my days, I haven't seen her since. 
I really hope I do. Is at the bus station that I kind of have to wait for my bus, for my second bus. So it's right bef in between my first and second bus while I'm waiting for the second bus to arrive, which is just a couple of minutes later. But I haven't seen her since. I don't really want to see her. So, yeah, because I want to approach her and talk to her, right? I hate like when, when you then don't see that person. You're kind of waiting. Like, is, it, is she going to be there then at that point or not, you know? So I thought I should share that, right? Um... There's no, like I said, there's not really that much of a story. Yeah, so hopefully I'll find her. You know, because I'm always looking for the one. And for someone who has, uh, in many ways, purposefully avoided a relationship. Thankfully. Thankfully, I've, I have not been in a relationship yet. I am so happy. That was one of the my best... Uh, Somewhat conscious, somewhat not so conscious decisions I've ever made. Uh, that's where my shyness when I was when I was younger I was sh I was uh, shy when it came to girls. Only when it came to the girls that I liked. Uh, only when it came to approaching her actually like that, you know. That's when I always like uh, didn't do it. And in retrospect, that was me protecting myself. And I am so happy I never did. Because all those girls I was interested in were trouble. They were beautiful. Yes, they were beautiful. But airheads. Airheads. And bad girls. Like, really. Just not the type that you would want to be in a relationship with. Some of them were okay. Um, Personality-wise. But a lot of them were trouble let me just say that um and i'm so i'm so happy i didn't do that because i would, that would have been such a mistake so many mistakes because i've been into like what 20 girls 25 the list is long <laughs> um but that was a very good move by my from my side that i decided to avoid all of that, focus my freaking uh, head on, uh, fo yeah, focus on school, that was the right choice, because if I had been in a relationship, even if she was a somewhat decent girl, which none of the ones that I was interested in were the good ones, to be honest, even if that was the case, then I would, my head would just be only there for the girl and not for the freaking school stuff and i would have maybe flunked school i don't know i, I don't know what would have happened but i can't imagine it would have been anything good particularly no so i basically did a lot of observing understanding human um <laughs> it's gonna make me sound like an alien but human relations uh yeah just understanding like how others just kind of struggled with their relationships and uh, how they always got into like cheap and stupid arguments and pointless arguments and unnecessary arguments and their inability to solve them um and just 
it was just very interesting observing, you know what I mean? So, I've always been like a good, uh, see my stepdad, you know, may rest in peace. He was a uh, psychotherapist. He was a very good psychotherapist for sure. And he actually said about me, he told me that I would be a very good psychotherapist because I'm able to analyze uh, situations very well. Um, and, you know, just kind of lean back, observe, and read the room, basically, right? So, that's um, what I was doing when I was looking at all these other guys and girls being in relationships with one another, seeing them interact, listening to what some of these girls were saying, right? While I was hanging out with them, with some other guys and some other girls, uh, just understanding like what's going through your head and why would you do this? And is that really how you think? And I don't know, there's just so many interesting things to observe and to take in and to learn from, right? Without actually engaging directly in such conflict. So it's like me, I guess, if I can give myself so much credit to cleverly avoid a relationship while still very much understanding what a relationship is like, you know? Yeah, also by listening to a lot of people who have been in countless relationships i'm not just talking about young guys here i'm talking about old guys i'm talking about talking about middle-aged guys i'm talking about all kinds of people in general so yeah that that's been that's been one of the best things that i've done <laughs> is not to get into a relationship but my point is that i want to talk to that girl and i really hope very very much so hope that i get to talk to her and who knows Maybe she's the one, right? That's that's the thought. That's the thought. That would be awesome. Yeah, you know. And it's just fascinating because you don't actually have it. I don't know whether there's only like one on the planet for you. One? Really? Only one? I don't know. Maybe it's 10,000. I mean, one in the entire world. But maybe it is one. You know, one where you'd have, you where you would be physically attracted to one another, but be also be real soulmates and just vibe together perfectly with one. You know, just maybe you know, and just culturally, there's cultures also play a major role in how you talk to people and how you interact with them and how you can how you vibe with them. You know. Somebody is from a completely different culture. Like, I don't know whether I would get along with a uh, Brazilian girl, uh, girl from uh, Venezuela, Guatemala. I don't know whether I would, you know, because we're just culturally different people. That doesn't make one or the other side bad. You know, good or bad, it's not. It's not like that. It's not that easy. <laughs> this is not a hero villain type uh, story. This is a story of different cultures clashing, and sometimes there's just gonna be so much friction there 
that it's just not gonna work out and it's perfectly fine though there doesn't always have to be this insane amount of animosity behind it like you have with johnny depp and amber heard of course no sometimes it's just it just doesn't work out and that's fine that's fine yeah so there the doesn't always have to be this Oh yeah, you're you're the one who's at fault here. You know, like why should another person be at fault if perhaps they value certain things a little more? You know, say one of the two is more into religion, and say the the issue is all right. How do we raise our child? One of them wants to maybe. Uh, um, teach the child religious values maybe the other one doesn't that's conflict now that should have been discussed earlier on before the child was there right <laughs> um, if that see that's that there's so many couples messing it up because they don't think they don't understand what it is to freaking you're literally choosing See, marrying somebody or, or getting together with somebody, especially if you want to like, live together, live with that person, right? Move in together. You're picking this one person for life. This person. You're picking this person for that person to be around you for the rest of your life. And this is going to be that person. Nobody else. No, this is going to be that person. For you and you're gonna be that person for her you know so it's it's just you have to literally talk about everything beforehand before you really fully commit it, it, it's too late if you already fully commit and then talk about the issues as the issues arise now sometimes there will be instances when there will be unexpected issues coming in um maybe there's going to be like surgery having serious implications or complications on your marriage or whatever i get that that is a perhaps you should talk about that too but you cannot calculate everything into uh you know your uh situations because you're you're never gonna be ready for everything some things are gonna surprise and shock you it's fine but that's what why you as a couple should then be so strong and master them together because on so many of the other issues you have resolved those problems those conflicts and found mutual ground so you overcame them and can move forward in um, facing different challenges, perhaps challenges that are not um, that you did not see coming, right? So that's a uh, that's something that uh, you know that's very important. And that's my point with this really long essay that I've just uh, put up. You, you gotta, you, 
you really gotta talk to your uh, to your partner, and uh, you know there are relationships. So many relationships when when the the two relationship partners just didn't talk to one another enough. If you don't talk to one another enough, you will be a weak couple. And your um, relationship is constantly at the brink of collapse. Because all it takes is one tiny little thing to literally break it all off. Is that what you want? I don't think it is. Because guess what that also means? It means that you've also wasted all your time with this person. Because that person that you've been with throughout all this time was not the one. It was an absolute waste of time as a matter of fact. So that's why I take it very seriously. When it comes to the one, you know, finding the right partner for yourself. And it's not like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, finally, she loves me. This is the girl, first girl that I love and who loves me back too. That's not, it's not that simple. Even though in my head, I sometimes, uh, you know, almost... <laughs> have it that simple but i kind of you know i know i know i know love blinds you but you got you got to be rational and you got to be smart about it and you got to get to know the person and understand that person talk to that person all the time talk to them talk to them about some political things what do you think about abortion yeah ask them that you know because guess what what if they come up with such a crazy, crazy opinion? What, what do you think about school shootings? What do you think about, like, gun reform or whatever, you know? Ask them those kind of questions. Because maybe they're going to say something that is really going to completely freak you out. And is going to make you, like, really rethink your relationship. It could be something like that, like... I don't think shootings are that bad. If she says something like that, she's a psycho, you leave. Alright? That's right. So, you know. Yeah, before somebody says, No, you should not really leave somebody just because they have a different opinion. Well, if, if they say school shootings, you know, I don't see the problem. If they say something like that, you better leave. Maybe call the cops too. I don't know. There's a crazy bitch right there. For sure. <sighs> My days. <laughs> that is a bit of a longer podcast today, huh? Yeah, that's right. Hit the hour mark. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, my voice is actually leaving me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Man, weather in Germany. I, I can't explain it. Now we're back to like normal temperatures. Which is like around the 20 degrees Celsius mark. Which is like, whoa, uh, the middle. Of, let me calculate it for you Americans. Americans. Let me calculate it. Don't worry, I got you. I got you, my brothers in America. Like 68 degrees Fahrenheit, 70, 72. It's kind of those temperatures. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's all right. Uh, it's, yeah, which is like the same kind of temperatures that we are apparently now getting in San Diego. 
Though I think it's actually a little hotter over here than in San Diego and, and, and LA. Which is really surprising to me because in my head, uh, San Diego and LA would be way hotter. Way hotter than uh, freaking Germany. Uh, to be fair, we do live in a, you know, a hot, hotter region of Germany. Uh, it's not like I live in a very cold, cold uh, region in the Alps. Is that even in Germany? <laughs> or Zuppuk, uh, what's that? Uh, well, it's basically the, the, the tallest mountain in the, uh, in the, uh, in Germany. I believe 2,964 meters, meters, I think, my days, I'm looking at the temperatures for Houston, Texas, and I'm, of course, blown away, because, you know, I got a friend, I got a friend over there in Houston, and, uh, 92 degrees Fahrenheit, 33.3 degrees Celsius, my days, it is only May, I think they'll probably hit, like, 120 uh, this summer, which is 48.8, 49 degrees Celsius. That's, that's insane. Oh, they'll hit 50. They, they, they just might. They'll definitely hit 45, which is like 113, 113 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm sure you'll hit that in Houston uh, easily. Yeah, I just plugged my phone in. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have that much else to say. I don't think I do. Oh, oh, of course. Um, I almost forgot. I'm glad I did not forget. Uh, sadly, well, Thursday was a great day for me. And, uh, you know, I watched Top Gun Maverick. And then I got out of it, and I was in the tr on the train, and I saw some... Well, I think it was right before I entered the train. I'm not sure, but basically I saw some news, man. And it was that Ray Liotta had passed away at the age of 67. Ray Liotta from Goodfellas, uh, where he obviously played Henry Hill. And he's done... A Plenty of other work too. I haven't seen a lot of Ray Liotta's stuff to be honest. So, so I guess that's why his death didn't hit me quite as hard as say like De Niro or Pacino's death would hit me. Uh, oh gosh, that's that's gonna be brutal. Um, yeah, even though they're in their eighties, it's still gonna be oh, tough. Um, but yeah, like you know. If we look at, um, if we actually look, hold on, sort by, let's say, IMDb rating, all right? If we look at Ray Liotta's stuff, he's been in Goodfellas, he's been in, in an episode of The Simpsons, he's been in an episode of Modern Family, in an episode of uh, Family Guy, uh, in an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. He's been in Marriage Story. I've heard that he was great in that. Uh, he he was in Blow. Oh, my days. I haven't seen Blow yet. It's with Johnny Depp. Uh, I actually really want to say it. Field of Dreams. Uh, in an episode of Young Sheldon. 
uh, Copland, John Q, Hannibal, even. Uh, my days, he's been he's been in some stuff, you know, and Sin City too. Uh, wow, Date Night. Now that's a film I I saw. I watched it for Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah, I watched it because of Bill. My brother Bill. Um, but yeah, of course, I think most people would agree that his most defining, most breathtaking, uh, and most iconic portrayal uh, and performance would be um, Goodfellas. And he was great. He was great as Henry Hill. Uh, Narc. Okay. Something Wild. Revolver. He's been in quite a few things. He really has. At the age of 67, man. 67. That's young. That is young. He died in his... In his... Uh, oh, let's say he died peacefully. He died in his sleep. Um, yeah. It was That was sad, man. Ray Liotta. He, he was a... Terrific actor, he's he really has left his uh, left his um, footprint uh, in the world of movies. He has immortalized himself uh, for being in one of the greatest, most iconic films of all time. Uh, yeah, Goodfellas. That that's really the movie to watch. Like if you want to watch a great Ray Liotta film, you watch Goodfellas. If you just want to watch a great film in general, you will watch Goodfellas. You know. Um, and Ray Liotta is fantastic in it. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful film. It's a great film and terrific performances. And Ray Liotta, my days, he will be missed for sure. I'm definitely going to try to watch some, some more of his stuff. Marriage Story. I mean, so many of these films <clears throat> have been on my list for so long. I've only seen Goodfellas and Date Night out of uh, all the Ray Liotta films. Uh, I'm almost like ashamed to admit it. But, you know, everybody has a different, like... Yes, even though I am watching a lot of movies... Um, like, I still have to pick and choose all the time, you know. Uh, but I'll, I'll definitely catch up on some of the stuff that I've missed him uh, in. And, uh, yeah, it's sad. He will be missed. May he rest in peace. Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. That's it on that sad note but i think this was a still a successful podcast right an hour 15 Whew. my days i'm tired i am everybody please stay safe take care and wear a condom <laughs>